Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2019 season preview for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. So first thing we'll do is go through a bit of a quick review of 2018 before we get into 2019. Um, and for the Kangaroos, uh, 12 wins and finished ninth with a nice percentage. Um, you'd have to say above uh, uh, above par for what they expected. Oh, fucking well above par. Every cunt had us uh, winning the wooden spoon. Oh. Um, I don't think we had them winning the wooden spoon, but no, every bastard did. They were in double figures. Oh, yeah. um, far off there. <laughs> <laughs> they were bottom four for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the thing was, I think people sort of um, underrated the recruits they got in. But to be fair, they hadn't played a lot of them, so I can understand that. <laughs> they they listed some of them too. So this, yeah, this is yeah. also quite true. Um, and there was the belief that Jared Waite couldn't possibly go around for a full season, which turned out to be kind of. Pretty, I could say, yeah, that was true as well. Pretty factual. <laughs> Uh, but his impact when he was there was quite substantial. And uh, also, Benny Brown looked like a, a lock for the Coleman, but uh, uh, some cheating fucking Richmond player decided to fuck that up. Be good. <laughs> well, on that, that's probably a good place to start with our highs uh, for, for North for the year. And Benny Brown was obviously one of them. Um, probably favourite of the Coleman all the way up till about round 21. Yeah. Um, but uh, always looked threatening. Um, and very, very hard to stop. Yeah, I think another, like, following along with sort of uh, some of their highs was just their general endeavour in a lot of games that they had no business being in, um, fought it out, and obviously it took a lot of uh, wearing down opposition as well, but there were a lot of players for North who turned into very serviceable players with a bit of consistency uh, as, like, a a sort of a B-team squad, where someone was always stepping up, doing what they needed to do. I think that was one of the big things that helped them get across the line in games that, you would would have wrote down as losses. I thought yeah, their worst four players on any given day were all right. Yeah, and that means a lot. Yeah, and yep. I think that's really where they picked up. I think the worst two players on any given day were fucking horrid, though. Um, but I think a big part of it is that uh, Higgins was criminally underrated going into the season. Yeah, um, I mean he's a a, a genuine Brownlow Smoky, and, yeah. and not yeah. a long odd Smoky either. No, um, and then also Cunnington. Uh, any team that wants to win games, needs mm. a Ben Cunnington-style player. Yep. Uh, it, it, he's not as pretty as Dustin Martin, but, geez, no. you put those two in a pit and tell one to tell them to fight it out, I don't know who's going to win that one. I mean, there's few that are harder <laughs> at the ball than Benny Cunnington. I mean, when he's got it, he can barely hit the side of a barn, but you know, that's next It's not, not his job. Not his job, exactly right. <laughs> and that's why he needs um, more silky players around him. He needs Polak, which is what they've a, got. It's a good start, yeah. Um or Higgins, um, who yeah. who's an excellent user of the ball. Had a good season too, though, Higgins. He, a yeah. brilliant season. Yep. He went from a, a goal sneak 
to a prime mover. Yeah. And yep. that's brilliant. And that's exactly what they needed. Well, yeah. he's in career best form. Absolutely. Um, 100%. And has built on that the last probably three years. Well, what's he? He's only hitting like 30 or something now, isn't he? I don't think he's that old. Yeah. So he's still I got think like he's 30. A fair bit, fair bit into him. He's built into a mature football player he, with a good footy brain. If you're telling me he's 30, I believe you. But it's like I, he's in I'm longevity surprised. in his career yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I thought he'd be like 27, 28, but um, no, I'll oh, he's take around that. He's born in like yeah. 1990 or 88 or something like that, anyway. Um, I reckon there's only one little hole in Benny Brown uh, at the moment. 31. 31, there you go. Yeah. I was, well, he doesn't look it, does he? I feel no. like, yeah, I feel like this he certainly is, doesn't play. He, he's a pretty lad. Prime. But if you're 31 and you just had the best season of your career, yeah. that says a lot. Yeah. And he, he, aside from the head injury, um, didn't really have too many niggles and, and no. uh, sort of body mm. issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously concussions and um, DTE or whatever it is CTE CTE yeah uh, that'll end careers fucking quickly but after he came back he was straight back into it he was solid you've seen a lot of players where they've had a big concussion like that and they come back and they're not right for the months afterwards he came back and was good it was the same standard Um, on Benny Brown one of the problems I reckon is uh, the run up now it's very good that it it is exactly the same every time however there was a couple of games where they're tight on time and you know the scores are tight and he's gone oh, I need to do a shorter run up yeah. you know, to, to rush it yep. and then he's rushed it and missed it and I thought if you're used to a shorter run up yep. you don't need a 38 step run up yeah and it but, is it anyway. all just habit and muscle memory it's like yeah. putting but yeah, he's so disciplined on it and yep. you know he kicked what did he kick 60 yeah and yep. it, he kicked a, at a very good percentage too from yeah. memory I'm, I'm pretty sure it was about 60-70% accuracy yeah. just mm. off hand yep. um, it's one of, of those ones where Look, yeah, there was about two or three times uh, throughout the season yeah. where it was the wrong option, yeah. but 60 other times, or exactly. it was yeah. the right option. So, yeah. I mean, bloke that comes second in the Brownlow, uh, in the Brownlow, in the Coleman, you're not really going to tell him to change his action too much. Like uh, Josh Kennedy. Yeah. His run-up's fucking stupid. <laughs> but he changes his run-up every year. He does, he does. Like. Uh, and, but if you're uh, Simpson, you're like, mate, just keep putting through the big sticks. Exactly. So I don't give Actually, a shit. it is a good example because... It, Simpson, uh, sorry, uh, Kennedy's the exact opposite because his run-up is so inconsistent. But they've gone, you know what, mate? You've got Coleman's. Just do what you need to do. And it's the same theory on the exact opposite end of the scale with Ben yep. Brown. Like, oh, you take the good with the bad. And yeah. at the start yeah. of the year, if you said Benny's going to kick 60, you'd take that any day of the week. I think the thing too, though, um, when they were playing Majak forward, he and Brown weren't good together because no. Majak would run into Ben Brown's leading area. Or, or worse, just stand there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, which, but when you put weight in there, weight yep. would lead in the opposite direction, which obviously means the defender has to split, and it means that weight then was often one out against a tiny bloke and was loving life. Well, weight has days uh, during the year. I think three days during the year he really turns it on. <laughs> uh, it's actually really good to see. Yeah, it's almost oh, nostalgic. In like full flight, days. Yeah, he was spectacular. He takes some brilliant marks, and then yep. kick fifty on the boundary and shit. Fucking brilliant. It's just. Unfortunately, his lower four weeks in between. Yeah, yeah. his it's lower just, limbs are I mean, Daniel Wellsish. Really picked up the Corey McKernan mantle and just made it his own. He did. Um, and when we talk about highs for the year, you've got to mention uh, Majak as well, who became uh, an absolute rock in across centre half back. Um, spent a lot of time in the VFL honing that craft, but mm. finally put it together at AFL. It's been a long time coming. He yep. literally turned games. There was yep, some. I remember watching yep. the St Kilda game. I think it was a Good Friday actually. Um, when he was hunting around halfback and the Saints actually stopped their run. Oh. like they'd, they'd get a, a rebound from their back line. They'd stop around the centre wing 
and they didn't know what to do. They they were trying to outthink how can we because his athleticism was such that if they kicked the ball too high, it didn't matter where on the field they're aiming for, he could make the contest. Some good marks, yeah. He had better games than that one. <laughs> he did have. He but, did have. Um, there was uh, the game against Sydney as well. Where the Alira game. Lear-Lear. That, um, that was a brilliant game. Those I, two made that match. It absolutely did. And um, it, it is simple to say, yeah, two two lads from. Um, African backgrounds playing on each other, both you know um, six foot five and above or whatever. However, it w- it lived up to the hype. It was a genuine contest between them. Yep. It was almost WWE style how it yeah. was scripted that way. Um, and those two decided the match. Like uh, Majak kept North in it. Alir Alir ended up kicking the winning kicking goal the winner, in one yeah. of the but, very few goals he's ever kicked. But uh, Majak had the better on the day. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say so. Um, I, I feel like the two win. Sydney games were their best performances of the year for North Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Both of them. I, I had their high as the other Sydney game. Yeah. Um, when they... Sydney in Sydney. Yeah, but they... I think they kicked the winning score with five minutes to go and had to defend yeah. a very hungry Sydney team. I think that Rampy missed a, a shot on goal and so did uh, Papley. Yeah, I could believe. be. Um, but you know, they still had to play pretty much on the hills defence for the last four and a half minutes of that game to be able to get over the line in Sydney as well, which is a very short pitch. Uh, yeah. It's not easy to be able to do that and keep a scoreline to two points when you know you're only ahead by four. Yeah. Mm. No, it was it was a dour effort um, that really showed some uh, solid teamwork. Mm. Yeah. It was everybody's got a man up. Everybody's got to do the thing. <laughs> I, um, I love those. I've been, you fucking hate watching them at the time because your heart's <laughs> yeah. just dying. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, when you see hanging on. It's not talent that gets you through then. It's just heart grit. and grit yeah. and yeah. just that refusal to lose. Which, look, you can never guarantee you've got the most talented squad, but if you've got a squad that's uh, gut-running and just pushing in to get that tackle, yeah. you can be proud of them if they lose. Yeah. Um, and the other high I had, uh, even Brad Scott called it the best half of football he's ever seen from uh, his team, was uh, the Hawthorne game. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think in that first quarter, from memory, he kicked seven goals, five. Jesus. So really, the fact that Hawthorne had half a chance in the last half it really wasn't um, uh, the, the way the game was going yeah. um, that game was dead and buried at half time mm. it is funny North have done that the last few seasons like uh, in 2017 they had the Adelaide game where they would kicked 10 goals in the first quarter yeah. and the game was over and you, you start thinking is there a problem with the app like uh, is the score <laughs> fun what, what's going on here yeah. but sometimes everything clicks for them yeah. and you just think Fuck, how, how can they ever, ever lose a match? Yep. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's right. Uh, this doesn't happen all the time. Yep. Uh, I, I do like that. I think, especially in this game, was when Benny Brown you looked at him and go, you can't stop it. Yeah. Like, they're kicking yep. to him brilliantly. He's marking the, the high balls. He's marking packs. Yeah, that was his amazing Cox moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, cannot do I'm not going to claim to be impartial at all, but Benny Brown does get fucking monstered sometimes yeah, against but, nothing. But that's a full forward. Yeah. Well, that's... That's what they've got to deal with, and he is a bloke who's six foot ten. Yeah, yep. that you know barely took a pack mark in his life. Yeah, but, but how's he going to defend himself? He's a vegan. <laughs> it does make it difficult, and and a ranger. Um, so where are the lows then uh, for North for the year? Uh, round three? I think was Melbourne, uh, the end of the seventeen match streak. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that sure, was disappointing. Right. It had to happen sooner or later. Uh, I've been hanging my hat on that for a few seasons now. <laughs> um, but, you know, to be honest, uh, Melbourne going into that season looked pretty good. Melbourne was, going into 2019 looked fucking better. It but, was the um, longest active streak, wasn't it? Oh, by far. At the time? By yeah. far. And um, I think it's still the longest streak of the AFL era, I want to say. Maybe AFL era. I'm sure there's, you know... Oh, there's so, been much longer streaks. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was back streaks the, of 60 yeah. back in the, you know, 20s and whatnot. But um, 
Yeah, that was disappointing. And a round one as well against Gold Coast in a fucking quagmire. I, I didn't count that. As a, I was going through thinking my lows. I, yeah. I, like, I lost to Gold Coast, who only won, well, they win three or four games of the year. Yeah. You go, yeah. okay, that's pretty bad. But I went, you know what? That's not really a game, though. That was, no. that was the worst weather I've ever seen. True. But, but it was the same lost. for both sides. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly right. I would have it's to think, game, look, yeah. Gold Coast might be you know, daily, yeah. slightly more adjusted to shit house weather. But North should be slightly more adjusted to actually playing football. But yeah. it's round one, too, because Gold Coast hadn't given up by then. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they still had a home. They, they, they hadn't home. come down yet. Yeah, yeah, they hadn't played in Gold Coast yet. That one was in Cairns. Um, there are other lows. Now, uh, I, I did put the Sydney loss at home because they should have ironed that one out. Yeah. But, you know, you, you lose the last kick of the game, basically. Yeah. Um, I've got a controversial one here, and I've got Goldstein slash Pruce. Goldstein one... wasn't playing good enough to keep Pruce out of that side. No. I don't care what anybody says. This is the gripe we've had for a long not, time. Not in the first half of the season. I think the second half he came good. He was okay, but, but he wasn't. He came good, not as Ruckman. as his other work around yeah. the ball. It was, yeah, it was good. Um, what? There, there must be something more there. Yeah. What the fact that they let be. Pruce go yeah. says there must be. Well, the big question about Pruce has always been his gas tank. And we saw in the JLT that that's still true. He's a massive fucking unit. Yeah. Can't mm. run a game. But when, uh, especially in this current 666 era, or year yeah, or first three rounds, however long it fucking lasts, who knows? Demon's premiership confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you can get away with two Ruckman in yep. that style of match because having a quality Ruckman is so important. And Goldstein's major flaw through his whole career has been his physicality. He's brilliant around the ground. He's gut-running... Uh, sort of changed the way yeah. Ruck was done. Yeah. But it meant guys like Sandilands would just fucking powerbomb him. Yeah. Whereas having Pruce in there against a monster like Sandilands means that, no, that's not going to happen, mate. Uh, he's going to headbutt you right at the fucking rectum. And Mumford coming back too would be the same sort of yeah. star player. No one um, wants a headbutt, headbutt at the rectum. No, much. fuck no. no. You, you, don't want, you don't want none of that? No. It's brutal. Um, and to me, uh, the... The next string of players, like uh, guys you won't fucking know, like no. Tristan Zeri and uh, Sam Durden, even Ben McKay, um, didn't come on enough. I think they were sort of thinking, oh, we've got Majak. Um, yeah. He can pinch it in the ruck. Uh, unfortunately, that hasn't turned out to be the case. No. Um, one of the other lows, uh, you've got to say Good Friday. Uh, the f- now, okay, North Melbourne came out and kicked 11 goals in the second half. But it was witches' hats they were against. Yeah. You should kick 11 goals. That first half was the worst football I've seen in my life at mm. AFL level. Uh, uh, less than optimal. Uh, especially when you're charging extra for those seats. Um, now, the AFL didn't help them out by putting St Kilda on at the yeah. same time. Yep. However, um, I do recall at halftime, uh, some bloke in front of us stood up and said, bring on the Oz kickers. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they got the biggest cheer. <laughs> yeah, However... Yeah. Yeah, things have changed with George Pell in that time. <laughs> <laughs> However, they have uh, uh, changed this year. They're playing a very tough Essendon outfit, so it should be a, a full house and a much, much better game. Yeah. Um, like I said, not all their fault. All right, so let's have a look. At, they've uh, had a lot of uh, action over the off-season, um, so let's have a look at some of their list changes. Um, and I think uh, anybody would agree that their outs... Uh, not as good as their ends, and that's always a good sign. Bruce, yeah. I think yeah, we've covered yeah. Bruce. Yeah, uh, I think Bruce still has potential as a bit player. <laughs> he is never going to be your your turning point player, but he is your 
enforcer. He's your bloke that gets out there and just fucking pounds people. I think Bruce is an interesting one because I think he's he, a he should actually be a big loss for them, but they weren't playing him. Yeah, so it's exactly. not actually mm. a loss at all. Well, and the fact that Melbourne's picked him up, who has yeah. the most yeah. dominant ruckman in the game at the minute, yeah. um, and they've said, we have space for Bruce. Yes, I agree with it too. Yeah, I agree too. I, I think that's a big win for Melbourne. But North had other ideas during the off-season, and they went and achieved them. So, yeah. um, Also on the outs, obviously, Waits retired, which we covered um, as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think got value out of him. Absolutely. They did. It mm. was just one final series that got value out of him. Exactly. That was, that that was paid, enough. Paid, paid the rent. For four or five years. Yeah. Um, did he get to 100 games for North? I think he might have fallen short. I'm pretty sure he fell. Okay. He was only there for, what, uh, four seasons? So four there's, or five seasons. So that's, rocked up yeah, four, if, if it's five years. If it's five seasons, that's 110 potential games. Or, I think he played four games a season yeah, every year. Yeah. I'm, I'm quietly confident All he finals. didn't get anywhere near it. Um, uh, what's his name, Clark? Um, Ryan Clark. He's one of those lads that... he. He's like uh, Basha Hooley used to be. He'd do so Shit. much right, get the ball, <laughs> yeah. and then just what fucking spray it. Um, but it does show a little bit, though, going, you know what? We've got enough of your kind of players. Yeah, yeah. we've got enough players that can be the third link in the chain and then fuck it up. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for one of them to to turn into an elite. You know what? We're we've got Turner. I <laughs> can do something. We've got three others. We donate <laughs> you as well. I think. Uh, Luke McDonald should buy Ryan Clark a bouquet because <laughs> if it wasn't for Ryan Clark being the sacrificial lamb there, McDonald would be dumped. And it might have been mm. a toss of a coin too between the two of them. Or it might have been look at the contracts and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Billy Hartung. It was, I thought, an interesting one. I was I, amazed he picked him up. Yes. But if you picked him up and then you cut him one year later. Yep. Yeah, I thought he wasn't, he wasn't the worst bloke. Um, look, he wasn't a game winner by any means, but he no. was a role player. But I think they wanted him to be that outside run until they could get uh, Polek. But well, keep him on the list then. Be, yeah, you, know, you you got him on minimum wage. I think mm. the just weird. Like if I was the list manager, I'd look at that and say, "All right, we can either keep him and probably play him in the VFL, or we can look at playing uh, your Taron Thomas, your Bally Scott." Yeah, and to be honest, look, I know you can't ever rate JLT form, but Bailey Scott didn't look fucking out of there at all. Don't bother. Don't bother. JLT form. No, I'm I'm, I'm on the Bailey Scott bandwagon. <laughs> I'm on him. Let's see, is that all for outs? That's all their outs, well, yeah. I feel like that segues into some of their ins, and I'll oh, probably why not? fuck this up because they might not even be in this year. Um, but I feel like Don Tyson's going to fill a lot of those roles that have been left by... I think uh, he's value for money. Hartung. I think he's value... He had a good end of the season, I thought, for Melbourne. Um, he wasn't ever going to be the star there because they've got people that are way more talented, but I think he fits into that North Melbourne team as a as a way to be able to step up his career where there was no room for him to advance ahead in that yeah. Melbourne team. I think it gives North more flexibility too because there's yep. been some games when North <laughs> is uh, struggling in the contested mark in the forward and they put Cunnington forward yep. and he's played brilliantly. But it means there's no hardball gets in the centre. Yeah. Um, or yeah. Zeeble goes yeah. in there and I've, then he gets reported for 12 matches or whatever. I've gone blank. Who's the stopper for North? Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs. He, he was out He most... was out with a sinus. They didn't know what it was initially. Yeah. He had... He had massive headaches. They thought it was concussion. thought it was CTE. And they ended up uh, giving him a, a proper scan. It turns out his sinuses were inflamed and fucking up his balance. So he, right. he, he missed like the best part of 15 to 20 games or something he like that? He missed most of the season. I think Dom Tyson is a little bit of, you know, if Jacobs misses again, he can perform that role. He's not going to be as good, but he does. He can be a lockdown player as well. See, I feel like he should just be the second link in the chain running out. Um, uh, he's got, you know, a bit of speed. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, the big ins, though, uh, is uh, Pollock and Pittard. Um, now, North of you know, for a couple of years, have been eyeing off big, uh, big names. Yeah. And obviously, Gaff was the one they had on, on their radar for the majority of the year. 
But it did feel like North had put in a, a, a pretty big um, backup plan. Yeah. And they had big offers on the table for Pollack. And from all accounts, they said, we can afford Gaff and Pollack. You didn't get Gaff, you got Pollack, you've done something right. Yeah, you've got mm. you've got two players that I feel like are going to be worth more to your team than getting one Gaff, yep. if that makes sense. I agree. Um, they've got a little bit more, obviously, two players, you're going to cover two more slots that you've got, and they have the potential to do that. The I second mean, player, obviously, is and, Pittard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and they obviously... Uh, a bit disenchanted on where they came from, so they're going to look to really impress, you know, straight off the bat. I mean, to be honest, if we had Pollock on one wing, Gaff on the other, I'd be loving life. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. going yep. to hate that and, at all, especially dust, Dusty in the middle and uh, <laughs> Josh Kelly back, coming in, and carry back. Um, but you know, especially with wingers, probably going to have a bit more impact this season yeah. with the whole, you know, mm, a bit more yeah. space. Flankers can't yep. uh, ramp up there, but. Uh, I do think Dumont was probably flying under the radar a bit. He actually, yeah, he averaged, yeah. uh, I think, was close to 30 touches. Yep. And looked, uh, he's, he's not, uh, he hasn't emerged yet, I don't think. Hasn't hit puberty. No, yeah. no, it doesn't look like <laughs> it. But he's one of those lads where people who don't follow the side would be like, was that Kane Turner? Was that uh, yeah. this other lad? Like, he, he doesn't get recognition. But he's one of those super fucking handy players. And then when you look back over the game, you're like, actually, he did all right, didn't he? Well, I realized that just researching for this podcast because I was going through, right, who's going to be on the outer? Like, haven't heard much of him. Yeah. I just go, fuck, he, he did pretty good this he's, season. He gets the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was uh, often the link-up player with Higgins. Yeah. So when uh, Cunnington or Zeeble's getting the ball out of the guts, right. they're looking for someone like uh, Dumont or Atley, And we'll get to him, I guess. Um, but... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, he was that sort of link up with Higgins. And yep. Higgins would be sort of floating around the center forward-ish area trying to get a, a bruise-free hit. Yeah. Those guys were sort of indicative of North season too in that I think that they ever put more than two wins together? Well, not not really, but they were, you know, fifty fifty just about all year around when it comes to wins loss. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and, and it's those kind of players that were like Trent Dumont, who were that type as well. Oh, you're kind of good this week, and you know, but it was a loss, and so yeah. you weren't paying attention. Like, and you weren't. The opposition that great was better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that they never got that big run on. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I think the biggest streak was three. There you go. Yeah, and that might have been, you know... Uh, 9 to 11. Yeah, that, that includes yeah. the buy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are other ins. Uh, they're the... Oh, uh, Aaron Hall. Um, who's one that they also look like they... Um, it, it wasn't, you know, leftovers on the table, I will take him. It was, yep. we want this player. And he is almost the replacement for Jared Waite, I feel. Because yeah. on his day, an absolute match winner. 
Um, mm. You might get 15 games out of him for the year. But yeah. obviously a much younger Jared Waite. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we've just had the JLT games and he, he went down with uh, a knee complaint because uh, I can't remember the Ruckman uh, just hit him on the side of the knee, like came down, to, wasn't intentional, came into contest, hits the knee at just that angle, collapses it, whatever. Um, he came back on and ran out the quarter, but they went, hang on, this is JLT, you chill the fuck out. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. put that shit yeah. on ice. Um, so hopefully he's right for round one, and I mean properly right, not just good enough and then breaks down in round two. But uh, he, he definitely brings that pace and I guess um, almost an X factor. When he's on his day, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's had, um, you know, uh, 35 touches, six goal games for Gold Coast. For fucking Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we know the talent's there. It's just a matter of um, can he fit into a system and can he stay on the field? Well, the, the so thing is, too, punt- whose who's, um, spot is he taking? And it's probably going to be Adley's. Billy Hartung. Billy Hartung. <laughs> uh, whoever he's taking, I don't think North will miss. Yeah. Um, it's worth a punt. It's a net positive. Um, and all the other pickups during, during draft were all... I don't think they had any actual draft picks, did they? They are all... No, no, uh, they did. Um, Wilkinson, I think, uh, was the bloke's name. Pick 114. No, no, he was... Um, a, because they got Taron Thomas early. I think Taron yeah. was seven. Uh, they expected him to go about 10 to 12. And they expected uh, Bailey Thanks. Scott to go around 20. Yep. But he got pushed out to 40-ish. Yeah, he, he went... Really and North late. had 44... And, and he yeah. hadn't been, uh, they didn't have to match yet, so they picked yeah. Wilkinson. And, and then... Did some live trading, I think. Yeah, and then two picks later, I think Adelaide went, you know, Bailey Scott, North Dakota, and we'll match that. Yeah. Um, um, but picked him up. They certainly made the most of their priority picks, or father-sons, and um, what's the... What's Taron Academy. Thomas? Academy picks, thank you. That, yeah. that was the word. Um, and I think they did an excellent job all year in trying to play down t- yeah. Taron Thomas. No, he's not top five. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Off field trouble, yeah, yeah. Jeez, you can't trust him. It seems like towards the end there, Essendon just put out put out a value bet to stop the checking. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but uh, anyway, you, you take those and you uh, they got everything they wanted uh, in the off season, I think, besides yeah. Andrew Gaff. In which case, they made up for it. Yeah, but still, uh, yeah, fucking huge net positive for them. I think. Absolutely. Um, so let's have a look at their 2019 fixture. Their double ups: uh, Hawthorne, Geelong, Port, Essendon, and the Lions. Um, I'd say that's not too bad. That's a your future is in your own hands type well, of that, That's a test that you want your team to take on. It's, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron or steel sharpens steel or some shit. Uh, I feel like that's a, a test that you, at, at the skill level you're at and where you're expecting to be, you want to rise to those challenges. And you that'll if you beat the, those teams uh, away from home, that'll give you that confidence to really take on anyone uh, in the finals, especially on your given day. That'll give the, the whole squad, who are made mm. up with some new players, uh, to come in and really have some confidence about them. Well, I think all those teams are in that thereabouts sort of uh, exactly. group. where exactly. They could finish uh, yeah. s- between 6th and 12th. Yeah. So how you go in those double-ups determines whether you play finals or you're finishing 12th, 13th, 14th. Yeah. Um, and certainly Port is going to be an interesting one because of Pollock and um, uh, Pittard as well. Um, and it's good that they get the double up against him. So they get one home, one away. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's it's a very good one. There's no, oh my God, shit, you've got to play them. Mm. You know, there's none of that. Mm. There's no Collingwood's, Richmond's, West Coast. Um, so I think that side of it's positive. And you're right, they're, a lot of those teams, especially Geelong and Essendon, uh, are going to be fighting for the same spots, you feel, yeah. um, that North will, will want to hit. Um, so who's in for a big year for North? Well, I mean, I, I really, really want Cunnington to have uh, that season where 
people stop underrating him. Yeah, he's type. He's got a massive reputation amongst North Melbourne supporters, yeah. and I don't feel like that's reached beyond them yet. Um, to the other ones, it's not somebody that uh, like he plays a lot like Dustin Martin without the touch of class. Yeah, I feel like a lot of other teams just haven't given North Melbourne the respect their results actually deserve. Yeah. They still sort of write them off and not pay too much attention to them. Until you go through and look at their performances, you're like, there's actually something there. I think part of it too is Cunnington just does not do media. No, like no. Uh, they've they've said. Uh, I think the uh, Heather yeah. Lachlan thing we sent through, which is, hey, mate, got a great idea. It's a win-win. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Good, Good, mate. Good talking to you. Good talk. <laughs> See ya. Um, so he's won. And the, uh, you know, North aren't going to win the flag in 2019. So to me, the... Oh, spoiler the, alert. <laughs> the big wins we need is getting games into LDU, Bailey Scott, and Taron Thomas. Uh, those three, you know, you never really know as rookies. Yeah. But uh, those three yeah. look like they're three years ahead of uh, where they're... Where they could, where they should be as uh, young lads. Yeah. Um, well, especially to, uh, Thomas, like you said, he went, what did he go? Pick seven or, or, or eight? Seven or, or eight or something. Something around there. And he could have gone higher if all things being equal. Yeah. Um, so you've, there's certainly high hopes there. Yeah. Um, I've also got, um, it's got to be a year for Mason Wood finally to come on. If you get his body right, yeah. he, he's, he's promised so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, some good it's games. Some good games. See, it has to happen eventually. I think they need to switch him back. Uh, with Scott Thompson getting towards the end of his career, uh, Tarrant mm. uh, has had a great run of uh, form and is still absolutely the guy to have in the back line. But, but I think he might be missing round one, Tarrant, might he? Uh, potentially. Potentially, yeah. With, a, I think it's a calf complaint. Um, I think Tarrant was one of those lads that was like Mason Wood, had flashes of adequacy. Yep. And... Like a one moment in one game per season where he was the difference. Yeah, uh, switched him back and he's rediscovered football yep. again. Uh, uh, so I'd say Mason Wood has to do the same thing. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think he could be an absolutely gun forward, but they don't need him to be a gun forward. They yeah. need someone back, and so I feel like he's the one that has to go back there and, and prove his spot in that team yeah. as a backman. Well, the other thing is too with Mason Wood, uh, there is competition for that spot in uh, Taylor Garner, who, when fit, looks for something special. I mean. When fit is something we apply yeah. to so many fucking players. And the other one being uh, Nick Larkey, who won the VFL goal-kicking uh, medal, which, you know, it means he was uh, in the squad for the whole fucking season. Exactly, yeah. So, it's, it's almost damning with faint praise. Yeah. yeah. But again, it still means he was the best of the rest. Yeah. You really so, should have, like, a goal-kicking shootout half-time of the grand final, like they do with a three-point contest. Yeah, I'd be right with that. Have racks of, of, I'd be down uh, on that. Footies. Game of horse. It's have, hard to run around the whole 50-meter well, line. Well, you have, like, four reds and one gold for the, you know, the bonus, the five. Yeah. But, fuck it, you got to run around. I think you're, you're fucking on that. AFL player. All right, hashtag Gil, or at Gil. Get, yeah. get on that shit, mate. We're having yeah. a 50-meter penalty shootout. Well, why not? You know, this year at the NBA All-Star game, um, I happen to be not working that day for some reason. Um mm. I enjoyed watching the three-point more than the dunk contest. It was, yeah. It was good. So well, you choose a rack of like more where, where they put the bonus balls. Yeah, right? it was it was a rack more, of more intrigue. Although dunking over Shaq was pretty cool. Yeah, it but, was. Um, but that was no. it. Anyway, I think um, Mason Wood, especially without Magic Door, which, you know, yep. to, to touch on that, geez, I hope the bloke does well. And he's been back at the club actually doing bench press because that's all he yeah. can do. Yeah. Uh, the one exercise the motherfucker doesn't need to be doing. <laughs> no. uh, the bloke it's, goes through that sort of, you know, it's the same physical event as a car crash, and he still comes out looking like a brick shit house. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just in his jeans, isn't it? The other yeah. thing is to uh, Ben McKay, who you guys probably wouldn't know, but know. he's been on the same protein and uh, same upper body workout as Magic Door. He's come out from preseason looking like a fucking tank. Now, I saw photos, actually, and uh, I think I said it to you, to both of you guys. Um, <laughs> is he on it? <laughs> if this was UFC, yeah. 
And you saw a bloke like that, you go, mm-hmm. He'd be like, golden snitch, <laughs> golden snitch, get onto it. Uh, he is a fucking unit. Um, what is their policy with testing anyway? Because didn't they have like a bit of a falling out with WADA or ASADA? Oh, a little bit, but they, they're still on the... I um, think the fallout was about Asada. recreational drugs. Yeah. Yeah, but you only hear people getting caught with recreational drugs. Is no one on steroids? I'm going to say, you, you never hear steroids, no. do you? It's not like UFC, which you hear yeah. every fucking Maybe week. Maybe stop testing recreational drugs and start <laughs> testing for steroids. Here's where we go wrong. I think the thing is, too, with uh, the steroid thing, is you've always got to be checking in. Like, you've got to be... Yeah. They've got to know yeah. where you are 24-7. Yeah. yeah. Um, which makes Jack Watts' life hard, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, half the crows go missing during the game. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, he's where are you? I'm in the fall line, fucker. <laughs> um, so who's who's on the outer then um, for North? And, uh, and to be fair, I have no fucking idea. I left this part blank. Yeah. Luke McDonald for one. Um, he had a pretty good 2017 where he looked like he was actually going to, you know, emerge. 2018, he was a liability. Uh, he was pl- he was playing in the midfield, and he traditionally has played more in the back pocket, uh, back flank. But he wanted to uh, change his game, be the midfield player and whatnot. Yep. But so often he looked like he'd uh, shank a kick and then just sort of have that sort of, oh, lads, well, it's a do-nothing game anyway kind yeah. of thing. Just like, oh, when's footy trip? Oh, classic me. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, like, uh, I I don't know, the bloke, obviously. He, behind the scenes, he might be just fucking hating himself and just thinking, you know, I wish I had made that kick. I would have made all the difference. But on the field, he just looks like, oh. Oh, who cares? We'll get him next time. And you just, that, that is so frustrating when your team's getting pumped and you see a player who should be something, especially being a father-son, yeah. just not caring. Uh, so massive pressure on him and the other one being Sean Attlee. Yep. Uh, there's, been, there's been plays where he is just the difference and you see him end-to-end run, no one catches him, bounces the ball, kicks it off the inside of the boot <laughs> through the middle and you're like, fuck yes! <laughs> Do that more, motherfucker. Your problem was it was a pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Boomer Harvey pass. Um, but then, all of a sudden, he's running to nowhere. Or, even worse, he decides to run and take on a tackle that he can't break. Yeah. Or doesn't run at all. Uh, for a bloke with his pace, he should be absolutely doing a lot more than he's done. Yeah, at the same time, I think the footy smart's got to come into it um, a bit as well. Like we used to say with Basha Hooley, he's the type of bloke that runs until he can't run anymore, mm. instead yeah. of runs until he's got an option. Well, that was the thing too. I think 2017, he ran until he couldn't run anymore. In 2018, he'd run until there was a player within three metres of him. Then he'd kick it in any direction. Yeah. Especially when you've got you know a, a genuine leading forward yeah. you know, that you can kick to. Um, that was the other interesting thing too. Apparently, besides Pittard, uh, Joel Attlee was the one that was on the table as the steak knives for the Polak deal. Oh, right. And I was like, we got one, man. Uh, <laughs> I, look, <laughs> let's, get, let's get one right first, and then we'll work on the other. Look, two players I put on the chopping block this year. One is Scotty Thompson, and it's just on age. Um, yep. But he, he doesn't have to be the key backman anymore, yeah. um, which you know he had to shoulder as a bloke that was probably three inches too short for the role. Actually, he's bigger than you think. Yeah, but not not to play full back. Um, he's, he's not the gorilla. He doesn't no. have the body weight. And he was forced to be that player for a, a lot of his career and mm. did well, to be honest. Um, to be, I haven't seen anyone uh, put Barry Hall off his game like that and, <laughs> and survive. Well, yeah, he, he did did nicely doing that, being annoying. I, I like that. Um <laughs> But he is getting up there in age, and mm. he, he can't kick for shit. His athleticism is not quite there. It's Ferrito-ish. I can say, Ferrito is actually a great uh, analogy for him. I love Ferrito because he knew what his limitations were and yeah. played to them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't yeah. know. I, still, I know I've mentioned this many times before. There was one game against Sydney where 
the ball was going towards the boundary line with Buddy Franklin. And Frito went to spoil it, missed the ball by at least four foot, and got Buddy square in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mate, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're doing. No, I thought that was I like it. where he, like, no, there was, must be another time where he was on the boundary line and, like, someone kicked it and he's behind him and he goes, touch, play on. <laughs> yeah, we were at that game, stuff. that's right. Yep. Veteran stuff. And that's what Scotty Thompson's got ahead of him, I hope. Because yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I love it. That. Makes you a fan favorite. For I sure. think Thompson. Uh, well, with his, uh, I guess, uh, professors such as Frito and Boomer. Yes. Uh, if there's the, a the dirty trick book, if yeah. there's a veteran, yeah. no, veteran, veteran move yeah. that uh, they don't know about, then it does not exist. Oh, he, there's a book hidden underneath the shelf in a secret compartment in the yeah. library. <laughs> yeah. he, he's definitely got hold of it, and he's added a few of his own, yeah. without a yeah. doubt. And I can get behind that. Um, and also, I put Goldstein in there because we mentioned it at the top. Um, he needs to keep a high level because they've taken away one of his um, uh, backups in Bruce, yeah. and obviously Majak's not going to be there for the majority of the year, if at all. Yeah. Um, so there's another backup that's being taken away. You don't want Benny Brown taking taps. No, he can't. Mm. Um, Mason Wood can't either. He's too small. No. Um, uh, and then you, you've got Mackay or other untried players. Yeah. And we've heard a lot over the years about um, the VFL Ruckman for North. Um, yeah. You know, Daniel Curry. Remember, he was going to be yeah. the next biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Went up to Gold Coast, and I don't, th- I th- don't even think he played a game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom Campbell was the other in that North got. Yes, and they recruited Tommy him as backup. Yeah. Um, and look, he's he's value. Yeah, work workhorse. Yeah, he he is the insurance. And uh, depending on what they do with Magic too, they might be able to pick up another backup ruckman yeah. Uh, yeah. if they put him yeah. in the long term industry in industry injury. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Magic though thinks he's going to play again this season. I you love him that attitude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, when all that shit first happened, I thought he's never going to play again in his fucking yeah. life. And uh, look. Get get your mind right first, yeah, lad. Say, just deal with a physical yeah. injury. I mean, that's that's a long season. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, if he, if he does come back, I will be absolutely there cheering him oh, on. Look, his best support's going to be the club anyway, yeah, so he has to be yeah, around. Yeah. He, he will come back, and it'll be a great story, and they'll, yeah. they'll build it up. I, I reckon part of the problem with Magic Door throughout his career has been there's been too much focus on him. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but... Um, Played his career it's, best it's, it's had great advantages for the community as a whole, but yeah, it's just yeah. an issue of the individual, which is such a hard concept to really sort of equate. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to carry a whole community yep. on your yeah, shoulders. Yeah. And look, there are other people and as apparently well. Apparently, there sure. is a, a full-on legit knock-on from his involvement in the community. Uh, yeah. I, I 100% believe it, because we were there for his first game, I think it was against Sydney, where he got knocked out, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, he had um, a good five minutes. He, he did, and that's not being smart to say that. He yeah. did have a good five yeah. minutes. Um, but you could... Mm. You, you could see you the could tell his supporters. You could see the section of crowd. They said he had forty odd tickets yeah. that he gave away for family and friends. You could see where they were. Yeah. I, um, I think uh, a few of them scanned it a couple of times too, because <laughs> there, there was like a good more. couple of hundred there. Yeah. However, that's new fans to the game. Exactly. Oh shit! Yes, yeah. you can't argue on that side of it. Yeah, and no, and North Melbourne need more members. And what he yeah. what he brought to the to the matches that he played in was that sheer athleticism. Like, look, no one's ever going to say he was the smartest footy uh, brain yeah. in the team. Yeah, it wasn't his role. Literally or, the opposite. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that uh, you could kick the ball fifty meters away from him, and if you put too much air on that, he's going to make that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, you know, his highlight reel, you know, literally mark of the year in yep. what was it twenty seventeen. Um, he is going to have his retirement. Will have the best highlight reel of <laughs> It'll players be up with. There. Plays with many, many more games. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, where do we see them finishing this year? Last year, a lot of people picked them to finish bottom four. Much more uh, optimistic this year, I'd say. Yeah, see, I I did the full season simulation, and I thought, you know, I did this uh, after Majak was out. So I'm like, well, they're probably not going to win the first month. So I'd match by match, 
uh, I thought, all right, we're probably going to lose here, probably going to lose there. And uh, I still had them eighth, so uh, maybe my optimism well, isn't entirely dimmed. I'm going to say, you're usually very overly optimistic, and for you to only put them in eighth, I'm surprised. I think you yeah, well, I think yeah, that first, a little bit. That first month, I was like, yeah, yeah we're not going to win anything. And then uh, suddenly, I, I found my optimism. <laughs> I mean, we don't officially know who you put first yet. I mean, we do, but we don't officially. Well, I mean, you did have them winning some handicap matches. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was interesting. They won, won the buy round. <laughs> that counts. No, eighth. Um, Brenton, where you've got them finishing? I believe I have them in ninth place. Uh, it's just missing out on the finals, but they're going to be in that, that hunt. It's it's Obviously, we do these pretty early. It's very hard to tell how that middle pack, middle of the pack is going to pan out. Yeah. Uh, Northwell are going to have their name in the hat, fighting for finals. Um, I put them just missing out, but anything can happen. But it is one of those years where a win in percentage is the difference between fifth and eighth. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Oh, sorry, fifth and tenth. Well, the other thing is too, like uh, North finished ninth in 2018, and their 2019 squads better. I, I think, it has to be better. better I think yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Um, mainly because they were deficient in their outside run. They've addressed that. Deficient in youth, addressed that. Um, losing weight is probably the only bit you'd say can't cover. And yeah. you only lost ten games. Yeah, of weight. To be honest, yeah. didn't have him all season anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, to be honest, it was hard to contain my enthusiasm to eighth. Yeah. Uh, and I put them seventh. So, you know, I put them higher than you did. Um, I think that, objectively, they've gotten better in the offseason. The only downside, really, is that um, they're not going to surprise teams this year. Yeah. I think a lot of teams are going to be actually looking at them yeah. now. And, and they are such a tall side. You know, it's such a big mm. side. Yeah. Um, playing under the roof at Etihad uh, certainly benefits them. Yeah. Wow, until they play St. Kilda, because apparently they're just going to run over off their feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean... There is a massive side, and there's also players waiting in the off. Um, Sam Durden's one we haven't talked about, but he's injured as well. Yeah, I say. Um, he's say. He hasn't debuted yet. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he, I think he played one or two, did he? Okay. which, you know, who cares? Um, and Vickers Willis will be in that back line as well, who's not a small lad, but yeah. again, one of the younger lads that has had a few uh, season-any injuries. So y- you never really know whether those yeah. play. I mean, yeah. guys like Joel Selwood came into the AFL with a, a cloud over his knees and has had a brilliant career. Some other guys... Have uh, injury-free youth and play two games and that's it. But uh, you know, like honestly, who the fuck knows what could happen? Yep. It's one of those ones where uh, it could be decided in the uh, in the doctor's room. Uh, if North get on the steroids, then yeah. look pretty good. <laughs> um, and and if you get a few players go down, um, get a few sneaky yeah. sneaky wins earlier in the year. You never know what can happen. Yeah. yeah. All right, little Lewis. All right, yeah, good luck. 